Welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman, bringing you guys a bit of a solo episode today. Uh, Monday routine, getting those solo episode grinds. It's It'll be fun. Uh, we're going to recap the weekend games, the loss on Friday night, and then the victory over Chicago. And then we're going to get into uh, previewing tonight's game against Florida. The The rescheduled game uh, was supposed to be tomorrow. It's now today. So we'll get into that. And But before we do, i got to give a quick shout-out to Monocle's Pizza. If you've been listening to the pod over the past few weeks, you've heard us rant and rave about Monocle's Pizza. Off of Highway K in O'Fallon, Missouri, they're one of the best pizza places around. They've got the famous crispy thin crust pizza. They've got the pan pizza. They've got the point pizza, which is a one-of-a-kind triangle pizza. All pizzas come with a mozzarella or provolone blend of cheese, your choice. They've got pepperonis, which are fresh-baked rolls filled with pepperoni puree and four cheeses. They've got the St. Louis staple toasted ravs. They've got the family pleaser, which is a combo of pizza, salad, and soft drinks. So bring your whole family. Make it a nice event. You can dine in, carry out, get it delivered. They've been in business since 1959. Um, again, their O'Fallon location has a brewery, including their house Amber Beer. Uh, they've got lots of community involvement with fundraisers and reading programs, which is great to see. And you can order online through their app or website and also on Grubhub. If you can't make it out, just go ahead and check out their their app or check out Grubhub. You can get a pizza delivered to your house. And if you do order a pizza, make sure you use code Locked On or mention Locked On to get $5 off a specialty pizza. All right, that being said, pizza aside, let's get into some hockey. Friday night, the St. Louis Blues traveled to New Jersey to take on the Devils. Um, and heading into it, they, they had a nine-game win streak at the time. Heading into it, I, I told Tommy on, on last one of last week's episodes and one of last week's pods, I said this this has every the writing on the wall to be a trap game. It has every every indication of being a trap game. It's a it's a bad team in New Jersey. It's a it's a team that we've beaten. The Blues have beaten recently. The beginning of the win streak was a win over New Jersey. So I I kind of anticipated the Blues struggling in this one, um, and they they did end up losing four to two. Uh, Jasper Brad opened up the scoring about 10 minutes into the first period on a wrister, uh, beat the goalie. And then later on the power play, Vince Dunn uh, continued his hot play, tied it up on the power play. The Blues have continued to play really well uh, on their power play late, as of late. So that's always good to see. And then so that was uh, that was about four minutes later with about seven minutes left in the first. And then the, that period ended. Uh, tied 1-1, heading into the second. And the St. Louis kid, Mermis, for New Jersey, gets his first ever NHL goal on a snapper um, with Corey Schneider getting an assist. So a bit of a bit of a weird one there. But the St. Louis kid uh, get, gets his first NHL goal against the Blues, puts the Devils up 2-1. That's about seven minutes into the second. And then the, the Blues kind of hold them off. Uh, and, and and withstand the push. Not really, not really uh, having too too many strong opportunities. Uh, they they had momentum in between the Devils' second and third goal. They pushed for a while. The Blues did. They really made their made an effort to stay in the game. But it was just one of those things where Devils got a little bit of momentum, a little bit of a uh, little bit of puck luck in their favor, and then Connor Carrick. His first goal of the year puts New Jersey up 3-1 with just an, just over two minutes after the period. So a bit of a backbreaker there if you're the Blues. Um, that was a tough one to see. 
uh, going down two goals uh, late in the period. Uh, there was later a goal that, that would have put New Jersey up four one, that was ruled uh, was called off due to goaltender interference. Uh, puck came bouncing in. Uh, Jer- New Jersey player skated by his skate clipped Bennington's pad, opened him right up, and puck went in. So that was a clear no goal. Uh, I was watching it with some of my buddies, some of my friends who are Devils fans. So they were they were adamantly. Uh, Stating that it was going to be a goal and that there was no goal interference, so that was a that gave some hope. Uh, definitely back. Uh, I thought the Blues could uh, make a push. You know, you get any time you you get a goal called off for the other team, it, it sort of is a nice reminder of oh crap, gotta gotta step it up, gotta get into high gear. And sure enough, Blues came out in the next period, in the third. Uh, Jin Schwartz with his twenty second goal of the year. They 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 uh, the Blues pushed for a while in the third. Didn't really get too many stupendous chances early on. Uh, the the Devils held down the fort surprisingly well, and Jin Schwartz struck for one pretty late, made it three two. Uh, off of a pass from Braden Shen, so that combination continues to dominate for St. Louis. Shen and Schwartz continue to be a dynamic duo, uh, and and they they bring the Blues to within one with uh, maybe maybe too little too late, just over three minutes left, and then uh, Blues pull the goalie, don't really get any any real opportunities, any real pl- pressure, and then Josh Anderson scores into the empty net for his fourth of the year and makes it four two Devils, and that's where that's where things would end. Um, so Blues lost 4-2 to two against New Jersey on Friday night. Corey Schneider played a really good game. He was the first star for the Devils, which is good to see for him in that in that sense. Uh, Blues, really, there's not too too many glaring issues with that game. I think it was just a, a game that they that they lost. That's going to happen. Yeah, they outshot the Devils 33-32. They did uh, suffer in the face-off department. They only won 43%. They went one for four on the power play, so nothing to write home about, but nothing atrocious. Uh, 23 hits to the Devils, 21. 11 block shots to the Devils, 10. Nine giveaways to the Devils, 16. And 12 takeaways to the Devils, 11. So I think it's just, at the end of the day, it's just one of those games where you can do everything right and you run into hot goaltending or you run into some poor puck luck and and you, you, you lose a game here and there. It wasn't a, a loss that really struck me in any way like oh man uh is this team struggling again is this team losing their identity again i I wasn't worried about that at all it was more of just okay every once in a while you're gonna run into a hot team or you're gonna run into a tough goalie you're gonna you're gonna uh you're gonna you know miss some shots here and there you're gonna lose a game it was it was just one of those losses you know it's an 82 game season you're not gonna go 82 and 0 one of those losses that's gonna happen it was a shame that it was right before we could turn the win streak to double digits but it happens, you know. It's not not a world breaking loss. Of course, uh, Twitter was Twitter had their opinions and their reactions post game. But it, my my take was it's all right. You know, it's a big big Sunday game against the Chicago Blackhawks. That's where you really need to if you, if you are a legit team. That's where you can show it. That's where you can prove it. And sure enough, they did. Uh, Sunday's game was a lot of fun. We'll get right into that after the break. All right, so Sunday afternoon, Sunday night-ish, Blues heading into Chicago to take on the Blackhawks. Blues are, at this point, 3-0 in the season series, looking to sweep the Blackhawks for the first time in franchise history. So that would be fun. That would be a good thing to see. Uh, so we, we headed into the game against Chicago. Uh, Jake Allen gets the start, which which was a questionable decision uh, at first for, for some people. But again, I 
absolutely love to see the to see Jake Allen getting as many starts as he is. He's playing so well lately. He's really just proven his worth as a one B backup goalie for this team, and it, it proves that like when you have a back to back like the Blues do these next few days, these next few days to last night against. Chicago and tonight against Florida, when you have uh, a back-to-back, you can really put either goalie in either situation and trust them. You know, it's not like you have a, a goalie that you absolutely have to put out night one, like a Bennington, you know, get you a win. And then night two, you're just like, oh boy, we have to go with our, our shaky backup. Let's hope we can still pull out a win. You got a guy like Jake Allen who can go out and, and pitch a shutout, as we saw um, in that backup role, in that 1B role. And then tonight, you know, the second night of a back-to-back, normally teams would be kind of panicking and, and uh, you know, looking at this one as sort of a, a tough hill to climb. But they have the fresh-rested Jordan Bennington taking the cage as Jake Allen took over last night. So it's a huge, huge, huge help for the Blues um, being able to have two goalies that they can utilize so so efficiently. But that being said, let's get into the game. Uh, it's, a, like I said, Sunday Sunday afternoon, Sunday night game. So it was, it was fun to sit down. Uh, national TV. I was ready for this one. Blues Blackhawks, huge rivalry. Uh, it's the, the 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 rivalry that got me into into blues hockey. So of course I'm gonna tune into this one. And it was a it was an interesting game. The first period was pretty back and forth. Nothing really too too uh, scary either on either side for chances. The Blackhawks hit a post at one point, um, but other than that, it was it was pretty pretty mellow hockey. Um, and up to that point, nothing, nothing too, nothing too scary. The the Blues, the Blackhawks each had seven shots that period, so uh, low key tame period. Uh, hopping into the second period, it was a little bit uh, more Blues dominated to start. They were they were hungry. They were looking like they wanted to they wanted to take advantage. And sure enough, six minutes and forty one seconds into the second period, Bobby Bortz gets the puck at a from a weird angle, almost his own goal line, and just roofs it past Corey Crawford for his second of the year. And there's there's no one I like watching a score on this team more than Robert Bortuzzo. He gets so hyped up for every single goal he scores. It might as well be the first he's ever scored in his career. It it, it makes me laugh just the faces he makes after uh, after scoring goals. But he um he gets the puck from a really tough angle, knocks it down out of the air, and puts it puts it past Corey Crawford from seemingly uh, no angle whatsoever. So it was a it was a a goal scorer's goal which is funny to see from Robert Bortuzzo but it, it was a really impressive goal it was not like a typical nice hockey goal it was one that you know uh, uh, it created something out of nothing and all of a sudden this 0-0 deadlock is broken it's one nothing. and you gotta look at the assists there too Jaden Schwartz and Braden Shen continuing to combine to make to make plays happen and to make special plays prove their dominance uh, and that's if we can have those two guys rolling together come playoff time that'll be huge we know how how good Schwartz was last year in the playoffs against Winnipeg, uh, and in and in the entire uh, series, in the entire uh, playoff run, not just that one round, but he was he was a difference maker. And if he can get um, if he can get hot again at the right time, along with Braden Shen, that could be huge for the playoffs. He's having a great year, though. You know, he's up at twenty plus goals, uh, thirty plus assists, um, on pace for around 60, 70 points when it's all said and done, which is a great year for Schwartz. Uh, you got to be happy with that, especially after the last regular season was underwhelming for him. Definitely, um, it's nice to see him get his, get that confidence back and prove his prove his dominance. And then we take we head into the third, one nothing, really close game. 
uh, back and forth, chances either way. Uh, you know, it's a big third period. Anytime you're only up by one goal, especially when it's only one nothing, big period, big big test for the Blues uh, against a division rival. And six minutes in, not even six minutes in, five minutes and thirty seven seconds in, Alex Petrangelo scores a wrister to put the Blues up two nothing. Absolutely clutch goal from Petro, from the captain, uh, at a time where we really needed him. His 14th of the year, which is ridiculous from a defenseman. Uh, he's he's uh, on pace to get his career high in goals, um, and he had a big one there. Jaden Schwartz, of course, had the beautiful pass to Alex Petrangelo. Uh, he, once again, I, we've talked about Schwartz this episode. We've talked about him these past few weeks. He's been... He's been a, a underrated dominant force for the Blues, but he's he's been he's been huge for them. And neither of these goals happened without him today. Uh, the first goal, you know, he he set up Braden Shen, who set up Robert Portuzo, and then the second goal, that that spectacular pass he made to Petrangelo, that you know is was far from easy. Made it made it look made it look simple. Uh, Petrangelo has a wide open wide open shot, wide open chance to extend the lead to two. And sure enough, he does, and the Blues go up two nothing over the Blackhawks, and that's that's huge. Two goal lead at this point in a game like this is so big compared to a one goal lead, and in a game where it's it's really tight, tight hockey, grinded out hockey, a one goal lead and is is one of those things where one bounce and all of a sudden the entire uh, narrative of the game changes. Instead of being up one goal, you're now tied and maybe on your heels a little bit because the momentum's in in the Blackhawks' favor. So absolutely huge goal there from Petro to. Uh, Put the Blues up to nothing. And then the real star of the game emerges in these final 15 minutes of the third. Jake Allen with just maybe his best performance of the season against the Blackhawks. They they really uh, took hold of the game after that Petrangelo goal and and didn't, didn't really let the Blues sniff a whole lot of opportunities, especially in the final few minutes with the empty net and, and all that. They had a lot of shots. Um, a lot of good chances, and Jake Allen had the confidence and had the had the focus to really just not even give up, not even give up any good second chance opportunities. Just shut the door on Chicago when he needed to most, and they were they were really dominant. They were they were uh, making it look like a, one of many Blues scenarios where we we they blow a, a late lead to a team that's hungry like Chicago with with a goalie pulled. It's something we've seen all all too many times before uh, for the Blues. And Jake Allen said, "No thanks, shut the door." And really dominated the Blackhawks for the final few minutes, but also for the entire game. He took home the the first start of the game with a shutout, his second of the year, and he's moving his way up the Blues franchise all time shutouts list. I'm not sure exactly where he is, but I think that I know that that shutout um, last night against Chicago moved him up a spot on that list. So if anyone could uh, if anyone could remind me of where he is on that, that'd be that'd be greatly appreciated. But I know he's I know he's making a name for himself. He he I think he's he's near the top of that, and he's one of the you know one of the Best goalies in Blues history in that sense. He's been consistent. You know, he's he's a very polarizing player uh, when it comes to Blues fans. But there's no denying that he he has put up the numbers. He has won the games when when he needed to. Sure, he has stretches where he he plays poorly. But you can't really look at you can't really look at anything like that until since um twenty the beginning of last season. He's been consistently dominant ever since then alongside Jordan Bennington there's no reason to to dislike his play at all in the past calendar year he's been a great goalie a great 1B backup goalie and it's really maybe maybe the best uh, goaltending combination in the league right now the St. Louis Blues have uh, that, that's a bit of a hot take but I, I don't think that there's a 
uh, a duo that I would rather I, I would put more trust in than J- uh, Jake Allen and Jordan Bennington at this point. Uh, that being said, the, so the Blues took a two nothing victory, and after the break, we'll, we'll get the final thoughts on that game and then preview tonight's game against Florida. So we'll be right back. All right, so the Blues took took home a two nothing victory over the Chicago Blackhawks to sweep the season series for the first time in franchise history, which is just ridiculous. The first time ever the Blues have swept the season series over the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, four four games, four victories, zero Chelsea daggers heard when the Blackhawks went on home ice. It's it's a good year um, to be a Blues fan in that sense. But this game was was a good was a really good Blues win. They they didn't really. Outplay the Blackhawks too much per se. They had 26 shots to the Blackhawks 29. They won 50, 55% of faceoffs. The Blues did. Both teams went over on the power play. Blues went over two. Blackhawks went over four. Blues had 25 penalty minutes. Blackhawks had 11. Oh, we'll get into some of those. I, I didn't even I didn't even touch on that yet. But we'll get into some where some of those penalty minutes came from. Uh, Blues were heavy hitting. 34 hits to, the, to Blackhawks 26. Uh, Blackhawks had a lot of blocks. 15 blocks for Chicago. Only eight for St. Louis. So Chicago did a really good job of keeping the puck away from their goalies. Uh, St. Louis had 10 giveaways. Chicago only had eight. St. Louis had 10 takeaways. Chicago only had six. So a pretty even game statistically wise. Um, you know, no no real difference maker either way uh, until you reach. Jake Allen, and then you realize where where this game uh, was won, and it was won with goaltending. Um, that being said, let's jump into where some of those penalty minutes came from, uh, specifically the Vince Dunn fight, because oh baby, was that some of the most fun uh, hockey or hockey I've ever watched. Not even it wasn't even hockey; it was just a it was a fight. But some of the some of the most fun Blues Blackhawks content I've ever watched. Vince Dunn and Drake Kajula square up and. Vince Dunn gives him the what for, uh, hits him with a couple uppercuts, absolutely dummies him, just just embarrasses him, gets gets his head stuck in his jersey. Drake Kajula has no clue where he is. He gets up, he tries to hype up the crowd for whatever reason. Who knows? He got his he got his ass kicked. There's no reason why he should be hyping up the crowd, but he thinks he's hyping up the crowd. He thinks he's doing a good job. Not not at all. He got dummied. Uh, and if you watch the the fight replay, and if you look at Vince Dunn's face a- after he beats uh, Kajula to a pulp, it's it's some of the some of the most fun. Uh, reactions I've ever seen from a hockey player. Man is absolutely fired up. He is he is screaming something. He 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 is looking like he is. He just uh, took a couple smelling salts and in his in his wired ready to run through a wall. Um, but it really, all he did was just beat the chain off someone. Which again, if you didn't look closely, watch closely. At one point, one uppercut lands and Drake Kajula's chain goes flying off his neck, which I feel like is the the ultimate embarrassment of fight if you get the chain beat off you. But it was a really fun fight. It embraced everything that I love about the Blues-Blackhawks rivalry, uh, just the pure aggression, the pure grit. And our boy Vince Dunn got the win and was very, very happy about it. I know I, I tweeted out that video from back from his AHL days when he knocked out uh, Curtis Gabriel in the in the tunnel. Um, so he's always been a he's always been of a been a been a bad bad man in that sense. He's always had the uh, that tenacity to, to beat the crap out of a, out of someone when needed. And hey, we saw that again last night against Chicago. Uh, it was it was fun to watch. It was fun to see salty Blackhawks fans uh, praising Kajula for for his for insane like oh yeah no what are you talking about he did a great job hyping up the crowd like no you you get absolutely embarrassed in a fight you last thing you can do is is motion to the crowd to get louder uh uh-uh. uh uh uh-uh. but. That being said, let's move on into our final segment of the episode. We're going to re- preview tonight's game in St. Louis. 
Blues Panthers at 8 p.m. Uh, this game was moved around to reschedule the Anaheim game uh, from a few weeks ago, so that one's going to be Wednesday night. Uh, this game, I think the Florida game was either supposed to be tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow's tomorrow night, Tuesday night was supposed to be the original date of the Florida game, but now it is tonight. So make sure you make sure you make it up to that if you if you if you aren't aware of the change of schedule yet. That being said, the Panthers are a pretty hot team as of late. They're 34-26-8, uh, hovering around the playoff spot. St. Louis, we all know they've, they're winners of 9 of their last 10, 10 of the last 11, something like that. Um, Florida, right now, they're, they're about three points out of a playoff spot behind Carolina. They're not really they're, – and they're also three points out of a spot in the Atlantic behind Toronto. So they're, they're a hungry team. They've got a lot uh, on the line for tonight's game. They need they need points. They need wins. Uh, St. Louis, you know, they're not really as desperate for points and wins, but they're sitting comfortably, not comfortably, but they're sitting at the top of the top of the Central right now. Ninety two points. Colorado's one one game. Are they have Colorado has one game in hand and is also only two points back. So Colorado could tie St. Louis with a with a win in their next game. Um, but other than that, the Blues are are really not in any danger of slipping below second place as they're a whopping ten points ahead of the third place team Dallas. So as far as hunger goes, as far as desperation goes Florida is going to be the more desperate team tonight they need the points but that being said the Blues are absolutely the better team on paper uh, over the last five games league the, the leaders in goals Braden Shen has three for the Blues Mike Hoffman has three for the Panthers uh, leader in assists our boy Jaden Schwartz has four of them uh, Aaron Ekblad leads the way for Florida with three uh, last five games our leader in points is once again Jaden Schwartz with six points in his last five games Mike Hoffman has five in his last five for Florida Jaden Schwartz is a plus seven in, in the last five games for St. Louis versus Nola Chari who's a plus three uh, Jordan Bennington most likely gets the start for St. Louis unless uh, un- unforeseen circumstances and I'm assuming uh, again I'm not 100% sure I'm assuming uh, Bobrovsky is going to get the start for Florida uh, he's had a really underwhelming year for them you know got 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 paid in the offseason and has been atrocious he's 23-19-6 and six with 3-2-3 goals allowed average and just broke 900 save percentage he's at, sitting at exactly 900 for his save percentage and only one shutout so uh, rough year for him so far but Florida needs a win so expect them to be hungry expect them to to come out firing um, looking at the team stats Blues are third third in the league in power play percentage compared to Florida's at 13th penalty kill percentage the Blues are at 17 uh, Florida's at 20th face up percentage Blues are 6th in the NHL Florida's 13th goals per game Blues are at 13th in the NHL and Florida's at 7th and here's a big one for me this is where I think the Blues uh, can take advantage uh, goals allowed per game so the defense of the team Blues are in fifth place in the NHL, only allowing 2.7 goals per game. Florida is up up in third to last place at 29th in the NHL, allowing almost 3.3 goals per game. So defensively, Florida has struggled this year. Uh, Blues need to take advantage. They need to play their game. They need to lock down and and do what they know they can do. Uh, keep the puck away from Bennington. You know, the, Florida has a decent offense. Some guys that can put the puck in the net. So if the Blues don't allow some prime scoring opportunities, do their best to to keep guys like Mike Hoffman to the outside, prevent them from getting prime scoring opportunities on Bennington, and then just every once in a while take advantage of the the, the poor defense, the poor goaltending from Florida, and pot a couple goals. That's how, that's the key to victory. You know, just just play your game. 
limit opportunities for Florida, keep, protect the front of the net, and also hammer pucks on on their goalie, hammer pucks on Bobrovsky if he if he doesn't get the case tonight. Just 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 throw anything you got at Florida. Uh, their defense has been underwhelming this year. It's it's been their it's been their Achilles heel. Um, so I'm excited to see hopefully an offensive explosion tonight from from the boys in blue. Uh, that being said, I think that's all we got for today. Uh, today's episode so stay tuned for the rest of the week it's going to be a fun one we got lots of episodes planned hopefully some fun guests hopefully getting back to the gauntlet on friday if we can wrangle up all the boys for a for a recording it's been tough our schedules are busy i'm a little sick if you can't tell got a stuffy nose so yeah we're, we're doing our best it's a hectic time right now but playoffs are approaching spring breaks approaching for me so it's going to be fun in these coming weeks and these in these coming days to 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 um enjoy not only blues hockey but hockey around the league uh march Madness is coming up to some basketball tournaments so maybe we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit on the pod uh we'll see we'll see a lot of lot of fun stuff planned uh but that being said thank you guys so much for listening and after you do listen maybe go ahead and check out some other uh, locked on podcasts like locked on nhl if you want to hear some some news about the whole league not just your blues news go check out locked on nhl for for uh coverage of the entire league and and maybe some some play off race shaping up uh, i'm definitely gonna check that out as soon as i'm gonna recording uh, that being said thank you guys so much for listening have a wonderful week make sure to follow us on instagram and twitter at locked on blues follow me on twitter at josh hyman nhl and as always let's go blues <laughs>